Hallelujah. So, Father, we just welcome spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you to flood the eyes of our understanding with light today, Father, and draw us closer to you, Father, ever nearer, Father, ever nearer. We thank you that as we draw nigh to you, you draw nigh to us. You're continually filling us with your presence. You're continually perfecting the things that concern us, Lord. And there's things that even might be concerning you today. But God says, I'm perfecting it. I'm perfecting the things that are concerning you right now. They might be not the way you want them to be. They may not look the way you see them looking in your heart. But God says, I am perfecting the things that are concerning you. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Father, that they be complete, lacking nothing. In Jesus' name, praise God. Praise God. Well, you know what? I'm sure you've all been, or many of you anyway, would would be just uh, knowing and hearing about the hunger that is increasing in the body of Christ across the nations, yeah? You know, I believe this year is going to be marked by hunger for Jesus, yeah? Thank you, Father. I love it that he's... His drawing, his drawing is of his spirit. And I love that it's happening in college campuses. How many of you know that's a good thing, you know? It's happening amongst the young, yeah, people. But, you know, it's going to be happening among all generations. I just want to read out what I've written earlier so that I don't, I don't miss it. But uh, I love what he's... This drawing of the spirit is happening on college campuses. Our young adults need great grace and a great encounter with Jesus to stand against the flood of darkness that is hitting this generation. Would anyone agree? Yeah, God is marking their hearts. Why don't you put your hand on your heart right now and ask the Lord to mark your heart by giving you encounters in such a way that the spirit of the world will not seduce this generation. Amen. Hallelujah. May this company... This church, I just released it over our church right now. May our church be set apart lovers of Jesus and be forever impacted by what God is doing right now. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe he's stirring the heart of the church. You know, the scripture says, Blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. But I love the promise in Acts where he says that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. You know, the words I keep on hearing is all in. All in. All in. He is so inclusive in what is happening right now. Amen. It's not a sense of, oh, we're missing out or we might miss this or we might. There's, there's, a, there's an inclusiveness about what God is doing right now. There's an all in about it. Amen. Hallelujah. God needs to hear some I'm ins. Yeah, I'm all in. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. He says, I will pour out my spirit upon everyone, upon all flesh. I just love that. You know, I love the way God is moving right across denominations. He's moving across the whole body. He's moving across the whole earth. Yeah. And the position that we need to be in, you know, sometimes we think, am I in the right place? We actually, we're in the right place as we position our hearts. 
You see, you can be somewhere geographically, but if your heart isn't positioned correctly, you can actually miss what's going on. But when you position your heart, your heart's full of expectancy, yeah? Trusting that He is a good God. Then He's a, he, knowing that He is a good Father then you'll know that you'll never miss out on anything. But I love the way he's moving. This week I had the privilege of speaking at the um, annual um, National Leadership Conference for the Salvation Army. Invited to speak at their leadership conference this week. They had churches for leadership from all over the nation attending. and, And it was just, you know, when would you ever have thought that you would see that? Yeah? And, uh, you know, but, I mean, the marvellous, incredible revival roots they have. And uh, it was just a wonderful, just such a privilege to be there. And uh, God is moving in every place. Amen. Bless the Lord. I want to turn to Acts 2, if you turn with me there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Why don't you turn to someone and say, God isn't finished with me yet today. Today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know, actually, we had some great healings happening Wednesday nights and Sundays. Peter, is, Peter, is that your, your shoulder was healed last Sunday? Yeah, you had prayer. Celebrate the Lord. And Peter went home with his shoulder from so much better. Amen. Bless the Lord. And I know Lynn was healed um, Wednesday night before. I haven't got my testimonies from last Wednesday night. But of back pain that she's been carrying for two years. Totally healed of that pain. God is moving in our midst. Um, Louise was healed three weeks ago, was it now? Yeah. Just in worship. Just while she was worshipping God. Yeah. She came with pain and left without it. I said she came with pain and she left without it. Oh, hallelujah. Some people are excited about it. She came with pain and she left without it. Bless the Lord. Amen. Some of you during the week are going to be looking for things that you had when you came in. And you, oh, when, when did that go? Yeah. You'll be reminded that something left. Bless the Lord. You'll be reminded by the Holy Spirit that you haven't got something that you were carrying when you entered in. I said you're going to be reminded. You're going to have to be reminded. Glory to God. Amen. Isn't that good? That's great news. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Acts 2. Thanks, Josh. I might be pulling up one. Thank you. Awesome. Let's celebrate Josh as he. Thank you so much. Awesome. Acts 2, verse 17. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. This is what I will do in the last days. Anyone agree that we're, we're living in the last days right now? Yeah? Awesome. I will pour out my spirit upon everybody, on everybody. That's a good word right there. Amen. That's an inclusive word. I will pour out my spirit on everybody and cause your sons and daughters to prophesy. Oh, hallelujah. Cause your sons and daughters to prophesy and your young men will see visions and your old men will experience dreams from God. You know, when I'm speaking this out, receive. Receive dreams. Receive visions. Amen? Receive prophetic utterances. Because God says, I'm pouring my spirit out upon everybody and this is what's going to happen. This is what is happening and there's more. There is increase taking place. And every time we speak it out, there's momentum. 
the momentum increases. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyone want to hear from God, receive a vision. Anyone want to hear from God, receive a word. Anyone want to hear from God, say, God, give me a dream. You promised in your word, I'm an everybody. I'm one of the everybody. I want dreams. I want visions. Amen. God wants us to go for them. Yeah? With confident expectation that he's about to bring his word to pass now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Hey, the Holy Spirit will come upon all my servants. Any servants here? Anyone serving the Lord? He says, all my servants, men and women alike. Oh, bless the Lord for that one. Glory to God. Yay. Men and women. (laughs) That's good. Hey, that is amazing news. Glory to God. (laughs) And they will prophesy. That means they will speak. They will speak the utterances of God. Amen. God wants you so filled with his spirit. When you open his mouth, he pours out. And he watches over what you're saying to bring it to pass right in front of your face. And in the face of the world. Hallelujah. I will reveal startling signs and wonders in the sky above and mighty miracles on the earth. Someone say, give me a miracle. Hallelujah. Amen. Bless the Lord. Miracles on the earth below. Blood and fire and pillars of clouds will appear. That's an invitation and a promise to all. This move of God that has begun is totally inclusive. You know, just go through the book of Acts and circle all. All they had to do was turn up. I'm so glad you turned up today. I'm celebrating the fact that you are here today. Amen? Hallelujah. All. Generations I see running together. You know, I was just delighted last week when Emma got up as she introduced our, our meeting, our gathering. And, and she was talking about how Madeline was speaking about what happened in church. Yeah? Like giving a news report. The next day? The whole week, Madeline is speaking about, does anyone seem, no Madeline? Yeah, I wish I had a pick of Madeline up here. But she's, is that tall? There she is. And she's running around telling everybody what happened in the gathering on Sunday. This is all generations. This little one is running around testifying how grandfather spoke. Yeah, right? She's running around testifying. She's in the presence of God, observing and partaking of everything that God is doing in our midst and testifying. Oh, how good is that? When little ones, all flesh, all flesh, they're prophesying out there. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. All together. That's when the suddenlies appear. You see that in the book of Acts when they were all gathered with one mind and one accord. What happened? The suddenlies came. 
God's saying, get ready for the suddenlies. Are you braced? Are you ready for the manifestation of the Spirit? He's telling us to get ready. Actually, some of you would remember if you were with us right from the beginning, sometimes we'd be in worship for so long and we would be getting this song, that spiritual song that God gave us. We'd sing in the Spirit and then we would begin to sing out, are you ready for the manifestation of the Spirit? Get ready. Get ready. That was 26 years ago. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you keen? Bless the Lord. Are you thirsty? Is anyone thirsty? You know, it's a wonderful thing to actually um, recognize that you are thirsty. It's wonderful to recognize that you are hungry. That's a good thing. If we look to Isaiah 55 in the Amplified, verse 1, wait and listen, everyone who is thirsty. So God's got something to say to thirsty people in this hour. Is anyone thirsty? Can you give me a wave if you're thirsty? God's got some stuff to say to thirsty people who won't be satisfied with what's, what they're, they're, they're experiencing right now. Amen. There's a holy dissatisfaction that is healthy. Come to the waters and he who has no money, come. In other words, it's not going to cost you um, cash. It's not a cash thing, okay? But come, yes, come and buy priceless spiritual wine and milk without money and without price, simply for the self-surrender that accepts the blessing. It's a surrendering taking place, yeah? There's a, there's a drawing, there's a surrendering taking place in the heart of the church, in our individual hearts and in our corporate hearts, that we are surrendering in a greater degree to his way. Not my way, but your way be done. Not my will, but your will be done. Amen? Hallelujah. You see, the cost is self-sacrifice. And, and, and that is sweet. Why is it sweet? Let's go on. Because there's a blessing to receive with self-sacrifice, which goes far beyond what we could even think, hope, pray for, dream about. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm getting excited here right now. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread? When he's talking about bread, he's talking about life, for what is not life, and your earnings for what does not satisfy. Hearken diligently to me and eat what is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness, the profuseness of spiritual joy. Incline your ears, submit and consent to my divine will, and come to me here and your soul will revive, and I will make an everlasting covenant or league with you, even the sure mercy, kindness, goodwill, and compassion promised to David. As I said, the question we need to be asking ourselves, are we thirsty? In other words, are we dry? I think we can get a lot wetter. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, we will never, ever be satisfied with what the world has to offer because as born-again believers, we weren't meant to be satisfied by what the world has to offer. Because what the world has to offer, all that the world has to offer is unsatisfactory. Oh, hallelujah. All that the world has to offer is unsatisfactory. Bless the Lord. Amen. We can appreciate what he's given us. We can appreciate an amazing sunset, you know, amazing sunrise. We can appreciate landscapes and things that he has created. But in the center of it all is the creator. It's him. It's him. And without him, right in the center, without 
our focus being on him, nothing else will satisfy. Bless the Lord. I'll just help you with that. If you're still looking to be satisfied with what the world gets, you know, has to offer, then I'm just helping you. Amen. Turn to someone and say, it's a good help. It's a great help. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Heaven on earth is the only thing that will satisfy a born-again believer. Experiencing heaven on earth is the only thing that will satisfy us. Okay, I want to turn now to Luke chapter 2. I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation. What's happening here is Jesus' family were traveling um, back from Jerusalem where they'd been. They'd all gathered to go to the Passover in Jerusalem and they were with a caravan. They had an entourage with them and they were traveling back home and they noticed that he was missing. From verse 46, after being separated from him for three days, they finally found him in the temple, sitting among the Jewish teachers, listening to them and asking probing questions. All who heard Jesus speak were awestruck at his intelligent understanding of all that was being discussed and at his wise answers to their questions. His parents were shocked to find him there. And Mary scolded him, saying, Son, your father and I have searched for you everywhere. We have been worried sick over not finding you. Why would you do this to us? Jesus said to them, Why would you need to search for me? Didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be here in my father's house, consumed with him. Mary and Joseph didn't fully understand what Jesus meant. Jesus went back home with them to Nazareth and was so obedient to them. He was obedient to them. His mother treasured Jesus' words deeply in her heart. Imagine, well, we just spoke about Madeline. Funny how things dovetail together. I'm sure you were pretty delighted about Madeline's report of what happened in church on Sunday, being continually reviewed during the week. Well, Mary's heart was deeply touched. She treasured what he had said in her heart. And Jesus grew. So did the wisdom and maturity. So did his wisdom and maturity. The favour of men and the favour of men increased upon his life, for he was greatly loved by God. So his wisdom grew, yeah? Favour grew. He'd experienced the presence. He was there with his father asking the question was, why did she find, why were they looking for him? He's saying, didn't you know where I'd be? You will always find me in my father's house. Amen? You see, the priority is, is if you, it, here is, he was looking to the Father. And what happened there, he was looking to the Father. He was spending time listening, being trained, amen, maturing in the things of God. And because he was actually doing that, his vertical focus affected his horizontal relationship with his parents. Amen? They go on to say he was obedient 
He was an obedient son. Amen? Hallelujah. If you are looking for me, he said, this is where you're going to find me, in my father's house. You know, when I gave to my, my life to Jesus, I started gathering with the saints. Yeah? I actually couldn't stay away from gathering with the saints. I was compelled to gather with the saints because my love for God horizontal, uh, vertically affected my horizontal relationships. Yeah? Just testifying. And so what happened is... I, I, oh, that was a long time ago when I gave my heart to Jesus. If anyone's looking for me when there's a gathering on, they will find me in the gathering. They'll find me in the gathering. Because he placed such a hunger for himself and for his people and for his presence that if I wasn't there... I didn't feel like I was being myself. You know, I pondered over whether I would say this this morning. But you know what? I'm saying it. Because I want my kids to testify. I want my grandchildren to testify. I, 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 I want their, 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 their language to be what happened in the house of God. What happens in the gatherings. What happened when we were in the upper room. And the Holy Spirit came. Amen? Hallelujah. Because I know that when they experience that, nothing will satisfy them. Nothing else will satisfy them. Amen? Because they've experienced a touch from God. Amen? Glory to God. You know, everything that happens with us corporately has an individual expression. People should know where to find us. If we're in the midst of something happening in God, they should know where to find us, church. They should find us right in the middle of it. Does anyone want to be in the middle of what God's doing? Yeah? Amen? You, you know where to find me. When God's breaking out, when God's... Know where to find me. I'm going to be right in the middle of it. I'm going to be right there. Hallelujah. Amen? Anybody else? Bless the Lord. God said it's safe to preach this because he's actually doing it by his spirit. And there's a yes and an amen on the inside of every one of you. That drawing is becoming greater and stronger, hallelujah, to be in the house of God, to be in the presence of God, to be in your upper room, to be in, you know, I've got, I've got an upper room in my house. It's hard to get me out of it, you know. We, we do stuff, and Tim said to me several times this week, are you still in here? Yes, I'm still here. Where have you spent your week? In my upper room. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Someone says, I haven't got all week. You have time. You have time. God wants to meet with you. I said, God's giving you an invitation to meet with you. Bless the Lord. Amen. When we prioritize him, everything changes horizontally. Jesus went back home with them and he was obedient to them. When Jesus was asked what commandment we see in the scriptures, we see in, in Matthew 22, 30, 37, when he was asked what commandment was the greatest by the religious leaders trying to trap him, he, he answered, love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart, with all of your energy, all of your being, and with every thought that is within you. And then he said, the second is like 
like in, in the same, just as important, you must love your friend in the same way you love yourself. This hasn't changed. You see, love for him draws you closer to each other. The more we love him, the more we love each other. Hallelujah. Luke 2.49, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their journey, they came to a village where, where a woman welcomed Jesus into her home. Anyone want to welcome Jesus into your home? He's in your home. He's living in your temple. He's living in you right now. Amen. He's living here. He's here right now. He inhabits the praises of his people. He's here to touch our lives. He's here to heal us. He's here to reveal himself to us by his spirit. Now, this lady, her name was Martha, and she and her sister named Mary. Mary, Mary sat down, sorry, I'm losing it a bit here. Mary sat down attentively before the master, absorbing every revelation he shared. So there were two sisters, Martha and Mary. And Mary was sitting at his feet, listening attentively to him and absorbing. I like that word absorbing. There was an impartation that was taking place. Every revelation that he shared. But Martha became exasperated with finishing the numerous household chores in preparation for her guests. Can you believe that? Jesus is there. And she's preparing for her guests. That's something we really need to hear, isn't it? That Jesus is here and we can be preparing for something which is inferior. Yeah? She was finishing the numerous household chores in preparation for her guests. So she interrupted Jesus and said, Lord... Don't you think it's unfair that my sister left me to do all this work by myself? You should tell her to get up and help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you upset and troubled, pulled away by all these many distractions? Mary has discovered the one thing most important. By choosing to sit at my feet, she is undistracted and I won't take this privilege from her. Hallelujah. Privilege. Mary was swept up in the privilege of sitting at his feet. Yeah? She was swept up in the privilege of being able to sit there and hear from him. Learn from him. Yeah? Be absorbed in him, every word that he's saying. She, she was absorbing every revelation that he was sharing. The word says she was undistracted. By her sister's busyness. She was undistracted by, by what was being ready to happen. What she was readying for, to happen. She was totally focused on hearing what he had to say. And she's, she's, he said, I'm not going to distract her from this place of privilege. Wow. Not entitlement, privilege. How privileged are we? 
How privileged are we? Bless the Lord. Thank you, Father. In preparation for her guests, Martha was looking horizontally before she looked vertically. Martha's heart was to serve her guests, but she didn't see the source of the successful service came from him. You see, as we sit at his feet, as we focus on him, we learn a better way. We become empowered. We learn a better way. We hear from God. You know, we hear that word that someone needs to hear. We hear that word that we need to hear. She, she could have been preparing a banquet, but what these people needed was the presence. These people needed the presence. Yeah? We need the presence. And sometimes we're so busy preparing the banquet that we miss the presence. We miss the privilege of hearing what he has to say. You know, the more time you spend with Jesus, the more words, the, the more gifts of the Spirit they come. You know exactly what your child needs to hear. You know exactly what song to sing. Amen? You know exactly what to do. You know, I can, I can spend a lot of time and have in the past, you know, preparing meals for my family. And the family's getting bigger. We've got 13 grandchildren now and they're getting bigger all the time and they're adult. You know, we've got, what have we got, 21 when we have a normal family dinner. There's 21 people there. Well, that's with nobody outside of the family. Is that the right count, darling? He's a fax man. He helps me. So, 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 so helps me more. 21 altogether? Cool. But they're getting bigger. And, you know, what can happen is I can get so, because I like everything to be really nice. You know, like I like to have really nice sweets. I like to know, do a really good meal. And I like to have everything really nice. I like to do everything the way they like it and the way they enjoy it. So they just feel really blessed because I love giving and pouring into their lives. I love it. But I can actually not do it because I cannot, I, 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 I haven't got the physical energy to do it as regularly as I'd like to do it. But all they want to do is come and they're happy for a sausage sizzle. Just to be with us. Heather says to me, just cook a spaghetti. Everyone likes spaghetti. And I find it really hard because I want to do, I don't want to do spaghetti. Everyone does spaghetti. I want to do something really special. I want them to walk out. My nana cooks the best. And they do like my dips and things. that They do. They say that. But, but you know what I mean? You can be so busy with all the stuff that you actually miss the presence. So busy getting everything right that you miss the presence. Church, we don't want to be so busy getting everything right that we miss the presence. We miss the privilege of hearing from him. Yeah? Glory to God. Don't want to get off track. But what he's saying here in this is the first priority is the great commandment. It's the vertical relationship with God. To love God with all of your heart, your soul, your strength and mind. And the second, love your neighbor as yourself you get vertical wrong everything that's horizontal suffers everything our marriages suffer our relationships suffer our work suffers our health our finances suffer because we're not prioritizing heaven's priority now somebody can say I can do really I'm doing really well without you know with with my business I'm doing really well with it but God has so much more 
And there's a hunger that's stirring in the church for more of his presence. Amen? To, to see the greater things, to see the miracles. And what it takes is vertical. It takes our vertical relationship with him. And that's what affects everything horizontally that we are concerned about. It's to seek first the kingdom and my way of doing and being right. And all these things that you're searching for will be added unto you. But you know what? When they are added unto you, you will hold on to them lightly because they are not. <laughs> Whoa! They are not your treasure. He is. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. If we're not concentrating on the vertical relationship with God, our lives get off centre. And God's into doing a huge chiropractic adjustment right now that we would get our priorities straight. You see, we can actually, we can, um, we can sacrifice the kingdom for the sake of the horizontal. And what happens then we end up sacrificing the horizontal. Yeah? Yeah? Does everyone understand what I mean there? The very thing that means the most to us, we end up sacrificing because we sacrifice our relationship with him to meet all the needs, to be drawn hither and dither. Yeah? There are so many activities that you guys can get involved in right now. We have to start to prioritise the kingdom of God. Our generation need a move of God. We need a move of God. We need God. Amen? You've only got to tap into the news five minutes. Mate, last night, I'm hopping. I said, Tim, I can't watch news. I don't like watching news. This is making me so upset what I'm watching here right now. This is just what, this is not what God has prepared for this generation. Amen? Amen? He's got healings and miracles and salvation and so much more in store for this generation. Amen? But we're not going to get. We're not going to be. We're not going to be flowing in the flow. We're not going to be flowing in the overflow of all we're concerned about is fixing everything this way. Where hey, he's the one that perfects the things that concern us. Whereas our eyes are set on him. Oh, can everyone? Anyone shout about that? Because I'm so excited about that. Amen. Thank you, Father. When our versity, we, 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 if we don't prioritize our vertical relationship, we compromise our horizontal relationships. Yeah? Hallelujah. You see, see, when you prioritize your relationship with him, what happens is you're prioritizing your relationship with one another. Can I just say that? Can I just say that? Yeah. Uh-oh. We think that we're doing the right thing by doing all the stuff outside. Well, I've got to do the right thing. You know, we're having a gathering there. You know, the right thing is to gather, prioritise God and everyone that's in your sphere of influence begins to be affected by the fact that you prioritise God. This is normal Christian life I'm talking about here right now. Amen? 
Oh, will I go for it? I'm going to go for it. You see, my family know not to do and have known for 40 years not to put something on that they want me to be at when I'm in church. I don't do it on a Sunday because I won't be there. And that was well before I did this. I guess God had to check out the service. You know, like... That was well before we were given the, the absolute privilege of leading a church. Well before that. If you want me to come, you better do it some other time. Sorry. I'm looking forward to the days where shops weren't open on a Sunday. Because nobody would be there. I'm looking forward to the day. This is what we're entering into. Nobody will go the gathering. Hallelujah. Amen. The gathering took priority. Amen? Come on, is anyone excited about that? The gathering took priority because the stuff, I'm what, I don't need another dress. I need God. I need God. We sacrifice so much in this culture. And I love the sport. I love everything. And I know it's good. And I know it's all, you know, but some of you spent years at the sideline of soccer and now your kids don't want to do it anymore. Ooh. But you sacrificed something and didn't realize what you were sacrificing horizontally. I said, you sacrifice the vertical. But what you're doing is you're sacrificing the horizontal. Oh, we got to hear stuff like this. Amen. It's really quiet here. I'm just being a mama. I'm actually a grandmother. I've learned a few things. I've seen things, a few things happen in the generations. Thank you, Lord. I am going to finish in a minute. Let's have a look at this from a church government, uh, government perspective. Six chapters into the book of Acts, people's demands distracted the apostles from the word of God and prayer. So what they did was they delegated the ministry of distribution of care to Stephen and others that were full of the Holy Spirit and full of faith. Why were they? Because they gave the apostles time to get the word. Amen. They sat at the feet and they listened to the word of God and they were equipped for life through it. And when they delegated the ministry, the church blew out and continued to blowout continue to thrive you see if we don't prioritize our vertical relationship we compromise our horizontal relationship i said it again they acknowledged the need and empowered and appointed those within their community to do stuff release them into their graces as i said those that were full of the holy spirit and faith to meet the needs and together the church fulfilled their potential and moved forward connecting heaven's priorities with people's demands. When we connect with heaven as our priority, we know how to meet the needs of the people, guys. You're going to know how to meet the needs of your children. You're going to you know how to meet the needs in your marriages. Yeah? Hallelujah.
Thank you, Jesus. You see, when both came together, momentum increased. Many were added and the word was increased. The word increased and the church moved forward. Working together, discerning what heaven was saying. We need to discern what heaven is saying. And we're not going to know what heaven is saying about our relationships, about our life, about our work. Amen? Unless we're hearing from him, unless we are sitting at the feet of Jesus in that place of privilege, knowing that it's a place of privilege. Amen? It's a place of privilege. Glory to God. It's a privilege to worship God. It's a privilege to gather together. It's a privilege to give. Amen? It's a privilege to encourage one another. Oh, hallelujah. It's a privilege to do family. Amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, my prayer is today that, why don't don't we stand up, that we begin to... Just allow even more the Holy Spirit to work on the inside of us, that we would prioritize him. Amen? That we would focus on him. And you know what, guys? We get into such a heavenly flow. We just step. It's hard. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. It's hard without him. Amen? It's hard without him. But with him, we get into this holy flow. We get into this momentum. Amen. We stay in that place of, hey, I'm out of alignment a bit here. I'm letting everything draw me away. I'm just getting so distracted from the one I love. And I want to love him more. And God says he's pouring out a grace for you to love him more. He enables you to love him more. With every word that's spoken, there's a grace, an enabling grace to do it. Someone says, I haven't got time. I haven't got time to spend time in the word and prayer. I haven't got time. You know what? You haven't got time not to. You haven't got time not to. I haven't got time, you know, like, I don't know, you know. Like, I don't feel like it. Or, you know, like, like I heard the other day someone said they weren't sure they were going to come to church because they, there's a pair of shoes they wanted to buy. Yep. Truth. They wanted to go and see if they could find a particular type of shoe. And I think, oh, Jesus. What is that? What is that? Does that start you want to pray for people? When a pair of shoes takes precedence. Yeah? Truth. Holy Ghost set up. Holy Ghost set up. We've got ministry next week. We've got people, you know, a man coming that's carrying, he's loaded. Absolutely loaded. Why do you think we've got him coming? You know, what, why do you think we've, we've invited him? You know, actually, he wanted to come and see you. But, you know, like, I'm hoping that you're going to come to the feast. I'm hoping you're going to come to your party. Yeah? And I'm hoping that you're going to bring someone with you. Yeah? 
I'm hoping you're going to bring someone who needs Jesus with you. Something that you have so readily available to you. Glory to God. Just dropped a bomb. Did anyone hear the bomb go off? You know, they tell me when you go to a chiropractor, sometimes you ache for a while because they've been manipulating your joints and putting them into alignment. You might ache for a while, but then you'll begin to be able to function a lot more fluidly. Amen. Someone says it's all right, you know, and I'm picking up words of knowledge here, so it's okay, cool. Someone has said to themselves here, well, I'm good. I spend plenty of time with God, and uh, it's me and God. Well, if you don't love the gathering, then I have to challenge that statement. Because you can't help but love the gathering when you love God. Because they belong to Him, and you're with them. Amen. You're loving on them. You're spending time with them. You're encouraging them. You're blessing them. Amen. Can't help but do it. He turns your heart towards each other. And the more you love him, the more you see the gold in others. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father.